Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Today we have a special treat. I have a dear friend of mine, Don Quintrell, who is joining me for today's podcast. We're going to talk about the topic of vulnerability, which to me is so important for Christians. I've even done several lessons in the past, mostly for leaders, pastors and wives, entitled Facing Your Frailties, because it's so important that we are authentic and open, even about our weaknesses with the right people at the right times. And I just think that's vital for people in general, but especially for Christians and Christian leaders. We have to develop a climate of just genuineness and willingness to go to the right people to help us process through difficult things in our lives. So Dawn, maybe you could just tell everybody where you're from, a little bit about yourself and your family just for a minute. Well, hello. Thank you, Penny, for letting me be on your podcast. Um, my husband and I pastor a church in Blue Springs, Missouri. It's called Lighthouse Church. And we have been the pastors now for 10 years. And awesome. uh, we have two kids. They're grown and my son's married. And we have two beautiful grandkids and a beautiful daughter-in-law. They live in Lakeland, Florida. And our daughter lives here in town with us and helps us at the church. And Awesome. That's well, I've known Dawn for a good little while now, and we've processed some things together, and so I thought this would be a good topic for her. And so I'm going to start by just asking her a few questions. First, Dawn, have you always been able to be vulnerable and open about things that you have struggled with or hurts in your life? No. No. <laughs> um I've I've always kept those things very close to the to the chest, and I don't usually ever show all my cards. If I could say it that way, mm-hmm. um, I've always kind of been described as ultra private, and um, mm-hmm. so getting to a place to be vulnerable and trust somebody and um, was a very difficult process. Can you share um, just for a minute about, yeah, you probably were already going to do that, but I know you shared with me some of the whys of that, like why you didn't feel it was appropriate to open your heart. Well, um, for me, I grew up in a home where um, showing any kind of weakness was frowned upon. You always had to have everything together and be strong and figure it out, kind of pull your bootstraps up and just keep going. And no one ever really dealt with anything. And so everything was always stuffed down. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older and I tried, I had moments where I tried to open up about things to people um, to process and deal with. And I was always rejected. And I was, you know, I, I felt like what I was going through was invalidated. And so I just retreated even more so into myself. And then when we became part of being in a ministry, um, it seemed like when you showed that you were having any kind of struggle or weakness in a leadership level, that was frowned upon mm. because you're supposed to be like the example and you're always perfect and you never have any issues. And so you come into a place where you don't really even have the ability to really 
be vulnerable with yourself, you begin to believe the lie that everything is okay and you just are who you are and it's, you know, it's not going to change. Well, that's very honest and very insightful. And I am sure you are not alone in that place. I've talked to leaders before that said, I don't feel that I can be open about things that I'm struggling with because I feel like I'll be demoted. I'll lose my place in ministry because people in ministry are supposed to have it together, yeah. but we don't have it yeah. all together. No. We're just just like other people. Yes. Yes. Well, and and, and oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> um I was and maybe I'm jumping ahead, but for me when we became a part of the network, you know, NRP, and the relationships that were developed and I saw, I longed to have that in my life, but didn't know how to get it. Mm-hmm. And the fear of being rejected, you know, by people was very much in front of me, but it was something I wanted, but right. didn't know how to attain it. And I didn't really know how to give it to people even underneath me. Right. Um, so um, I found... In 2019, we were in a really dark place, or I say I was, just some things we had gone through with our church. You know, in 2013, mm-hmm. our church went through a lot of um, a lot of turmoil, a lot of trauma, a lot of things that happened, and it brought a lot of things in me to the surface about who I was, how I thought about myself, my insecurities, my frailties, whatnot. And I was taking the ladies through a Bible study called Secrets of the Secret Place with Bob Sorge. And I thought, oh, these ladies need this. This is going to be great. They need to learn how to just be really intimate with the Lord. Mm. Well, really, I think I was the one that gleaned the most from that process of that journey because I realized from the first week that I didn't really even know how to be that intimate with the Lord because I couldn't be vulnerable with myself and I couldn't be vulnerable with Him. That's excellent. And I believed the lies that were, you know, either spoken over me or I perceived being thought of me. And so the journey began of allowing the Holy Spirit to really dig into my heart of what was the reason I was keeping this wall up and not letting people in, really in, because I was longing for authentic relationships. And I wanted to be authentic, but I couldn't have that kind of relationship until I learned how to be that way. And yeah. so the Lord really took me on a journey to learn how to be authentic with Him, mm-hmm. which then in turn helped me be authentic with other people. I remember in that process, I was on my way home from work one day, and I just had this overwhelming urgency that I had to call you. Mm. And I, I don't know if you remember this phone call, but I called you and I'm like... I just have to tell you something. And I felt like I really needed to offer, not offer, but open up to somebody that I needed to walk through some forgiveness. Yeah, and I do remember that. The, the person I thought I needed to forgive wasn't really the, I mean, I did need to forgive that person, but it wasn't the big fish, if I could say it that way. It wasn't like the root of where I where I needed to go. Right. And I dove into some things that, were deep wounds in my heart, um, mm-hmm. trauma that I went through when I was younger. And had when I tried to um, seek help or, you know, open up, be vulnerable to people, I was 
I was um, rejected and, and invalidated. And so I was very afraid to open up that part of my myself. Right. But the Lord kept telling me I needed to let somebody other than my husband into that because mm. the word ac- accountability came into play. Yeah. And I he couldn't really hold me accountable to walking through that. I didn't feel like cuz I could brush that off really easy. Mm-hmm. So I began to share, you know, those things with you. And the process began of of walking through forgiveness and what that would look like. And as I did that and I got to the place where I could forgive, I do remember when I wrote a letter to this person to um, forgive them. And I remember calling you and I'm like, nope, not doing this. I'm done. I can't I do, do it. I remember that as well. <laughs> yeah, this is too hard. And it is what it is, stuffing it back down. And you were so generous and, and with mercy for me. And you just, all you said was, well, that's okay. When you're ready, just let me know. And I yeah. was a little taken back by that because I was like, mm-hmm. wow, okay, you're not forcing me to do something but you're here when I need it. It was just a few days later I called you, read you the letter. Yep. You know, and and um but the accountability that came with me being vulnerable, but a healthy accountability because your heart was to see me restored and to see me brought back to a place of healing and freedom rather than just holding me to an account. Does Yes, that's that's what we should do for one another. And unfortunately, you've had some, like you said, times when you tried that previously, and it mm-hmm. it didn't go that well. So it is important who we open our hearts and our, our most delicate situations with. We shouldn't just casually throw them out there, obviously. Right, right. Well, and I, I learned that. And so you have to have people in your life that you can trust that you're safe yeah. with, that right. you know that they really do have your best interest in heart and that their end goal is to really come alongside you in your journey and right. help get you to that place of freedom. And right. then when I walked through that, the difference in who I became wow, yeah. was unbelievable to me. Yeah. And it, cause that's who I, re- that was who I really am. Right. And I had been wearing this mask over my face and who I was because I was so afraid to let the real me come out. And yeah. once I was able to open up my heart and just really be vulnerable, it was easy to walk forward in that and to continue to be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, because what it's given me then is the, I, I have all these pages of notes here, but one of the things I wrote that ties into what I'm getting ready to say is the vulnerability. It gave me the ability to see the potential in myself mm-hmm. and to be able to grow. And then it attracts people to me because then I'm able to express empathy. I'm able to be loving. I'm able to be kind and I'm able to be generous with mercy for them. And I wasn't at a place before that, that I really, I could will myself into doing those things because I mm-hmm. knew that's what I was supposed to be doing mm-hmm. as a pastor's wife, but yeah. I didn't have the real authentic ability to do that. And that was my end game is I wanted to be authentic in all of my relationships. And I can't do that without being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean I just stand up in front of people and just share my deepest, darkest secrets. 
And I think sometimes that's what people think being vulnerable means. You have to just go and load all your junk in front of everybody. Yeah. And that's really not what it is. It's just being honest with who you are, where you are. And in the moments where you need to have empathy in a situation and you can express what you've gone through to relate to somebody, that's a moment to open up that dark place and say, hey, I understand. I've been there. Yeah. And- you know, so I've just, and it's an ongoing journey. I mean, I could close myself off at any time, but right. I choose not to. And I choose the risk of being hurt in relationship over the fact that I'm going to be hurt always and yes. lonely by myself. Right, right. Excellent. That's excellent. And I think obviously you had so much. It's just woundedness inside of you that was just trapped in there, like you said. And when Mm -hmm. you were able to just confess it and bring it out there and process through it and have someone just love you alongside as you walked through it, you were, like you said, able to just be completely who you really are. Yeah. And having watched the transformation in you has been awesome. I have loved watching (laughs) it. And I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess it's been over the course of four or five years, even I'm thinking, but Mm -hmm. you're a whole new person. Just having, having walked through that, having said, you know what, I'm going to fight for my life. I'm going to fight for who I really am. And it it wasn't easy for you. I remember you struggling and saying, I don't really want to do this, but you did it anyway. And tremendous fruit from that. Yeah, it's it's been a blessing and I it's fruit in my family and how I relate to my husband and how I relate to my kids, the women in our church. Yeah. Uh, you know, in in all aspects, the way I lead, the way I yeah. deal with people, the way I am at my job, I I just feel like I genuinely have a place in my heart where I really love people. Where I honestly yeah. can't say that I used to say I'm doing what I need to do, but I really don't love the people because I didn't wow. know how to love them. Yeah. I didn't, I wanted to, but I didn't know how. Right. And, you know, I just was open to the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to show me the root of what I needed to deal with. And when I pulled that up, everything else just kind of came out with it. You That's know, when so you take cool. a, I just pot, repotted some plants yesterday. Yeah. And I, when I, when I pulled them up, not only did the plant and all of the root come up, but all of this extra dirt and all of this yeah, stuff, yeah. there was this huge hole left in the mm. in the pot. And when we take something from the root level and pull it out, that's what we do out of our heart. And then the hole was filled with the love of the Holy Spirit and the love of Jesus, you know, that I was able yep. then to fill that with the good. And yeah, it's been a journey, but it's been a good journey. That's an excellent analogy. I know in, um, I always talk to people about Isaiah 61, because if you look at the first four verses, you'll see it culminates in verse four that talks about the people that go through verses one through three will rebuild ancient ruins and raise up former devastations and repair ruined cities. And the first three verses are all about vulnerability. They're all about opening up your heart and having things healed in your life, being set free from things, dealing with your brokenheartedness. And if we don't do that, if we're not willing to process through that, and oftentimes with someone else, we will not be able to be what he calls 
oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified and then rebuild other people's lives. We have to be willing to go after those initial things in our own lives. We're all frail. We all have weaknesses. We all have struggles. We all have things in our lives that have hurt us and damaged us. And oftentimes it takes a process to let go of that root, like you said, and and pull the whole thing out. But um, anything, any closing remarks? Well, I did have a scripture that I wanted to share out of James chapter five, verse 16. It says, therefore confess your sins one to another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. The heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man and believer is able to accomplish much when put into action, made effective by God. It is it is dynamic and can have tremendous power. And you can't do that verse without vulnerability. And, you know, it's not just confess your sin, oh, I was bad today, but it's, mm-hmm. it's forgive, forgiveness is a big deal. And yeah. That holds you back from a lot of things. And when I confessed that, yeah. like it said, heartfelt and persistent, that I may be healed and restored. Yeah. That's what I longed for and that's what I wanted. And um, you know, I like I said at the beginning, I wanted authentic and still want authentic relationships. And if I can't be honest with people about who I am, then I can't really have an honest experience with them because I'm living a lie. And I don't want to, I don't want to live a lie. And in Proverbs 12, it says, live in truth and keep your promises and the Lord will keep delighting in you, but he detests a liar. And I, I, when I read that verse in my journey, I was like, Lord, I don't want to be a liar. I want people to know who I am and who I am in you. And so if I could say anything, it's just, first you have to be honest with yourself about where you're really at. And take that journey with the Lord, and and He will show you who you can lean into to walk through that process for the freedom that you may need in whatever area. And it's not just us one a one time deal. We always have to be coming back to that place. Right. You know, yeah. Um, we're all we're always having to to be at that place to say, Lord, check my heart, check my heart. Yeah. So. Amen. Well, thank you so much. The real you is pretty awesome. And I'm honored to know you <laughs> and you. have you as my friend. And I just want to say thank you to everyone for joining today. I think this has been so good. I think it's pertinent to everyone. And I pray that you are encouraged and challenged by this. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.